Welcome to the weekly podcast at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church. My name is Doc Hollingsworth. I'm senior pastor of this great congregation, and we're delighted that you've joined us. Our prayer for you is that as you listen to this message, you might feel closer to God and closer to God's hope for you. Our scripture this evening is Matthew's version of the Christmas story, reading from Matthew chapter 1, beginning in verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband, Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he would resolve to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, He did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had borne a son, and he named him Jesus. This past March 11th, I was in a hospital waiting room in Brazelton, Georgia, pacing back and forth and back and forth because my daughter was behind the locked door to the maternity wing and we were waiting on our second grandchild to be born. The baby is due any time and when you hear that line there is nothing that creates more crackle and delight and leaning and fidgeting if you're waiting for a baby to be born. That's That's where we are tonight. You've probably felt it already in the room, right? The room feels a little bit different. There's this giddy energy because we know that the Christmas baby is coming really soon. Finally, our son-in-law came from the, the locked doors on the maternity wing, came in to announce Lucy is here and she and Haley are both doing great. That is one of the greatest lines you will ever hear in your life. In fact, I looked up that line later on the New York Stock Exchange. It turns out, you should look it up sometime, mother and baby are both doing great. It trades at about $8 billion a share. It is one of the most spectacular, worthy lines in the world. We all hugged on Chris, and then we waited for the real focus of the event. We waited to get back to get our eyes on Lucy and to hug on Haley. But after the birth announcement to the full and eager room, Chris, my son-in-law, his duties were pretty much over. From then on, 
All of the attention is poured on the baby and the mother, have you noticed? The dad just sticks around to tote stuff to the car. That's about all he's there to do. It's true in the Christmas story, too. Joseph doesn't get much attention in this story. I noticed this week, I don't know if you've noticed yet, the display at the library and the heritage room is a display of the birth. I counted. There are 13 depictions of Mary and the Christ child, and Joseph shows up in two of them. He's just to the side looking righteous, I guess sticking around to tote stuff to the car. He's just not that important. So tonight I want to give this man his due. Because of the miraculous nature of this pregnancy, Joseph knew the child wasn't his. So what to do? There's going to be scandal, gossip, rumors she'll be showing at the wedding. So he decides to quietly break things off. Because of his basic kindness and goodness, he's not going to put her through any more shame that's that's already coming her way. But then an angel of the Lord appears to him in a dream and says, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son. You are to name him Jesus, for he will save the people from their sins. And then just a few verses later, when Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. That's just amazing. Don't move past this verse too quickly. This is not a burning bush or an audible voice from a cloud. This was a dream. He agreed to marry this pregnant woman because of a dream. But he was sure it was the message of God. And he woke from this dream to live out his unique purpose in the story of salvation. Five different times in Matthew's gospel, people have dreams. As you know, it's not the only dream in the birth story. Joseph has another dream in this story. And you remember that the, ri- the wise men were warned in a dream not to return to Herod. And they went home by another way. Walter Brueggemann has written about dreams in the Bible. He says that all the dreams of Scripture have this in common. They represent the intrusion of God into a settled world, an unbidden interruption that opens us to a different world than we inhabit during the day. Joseph awakes from his dream and embraces his role in a story that is so much bigger than he is. In his faithful yes to the angel's message, he had a purpose that was bigger than carpentry. And that's what happens to people who are attentive to the voice of purpose. If they say yes, they discover a passion for something that's bigger than making widgets or trading paper. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. In obedience to what he understood from God, 
Joseph made a decisive action to fulfill his purpose. And if you listen closely, you will know that angel dreams are still happening. They still happen and they call us to our best self and our particular purpose. Angel dreams, unbidden interruptions that unsettle our ordinary and put us inside the Christmas story. If we're open to hearing and if we're courageous enough to say yes. But every time we do say yes to the urging of God, we enter into this Christmas kingdom miracle, the story of God reclaiming the world through love. And in the quiet, holy moments, well, like here tonight, we listen for the voice of the angel in hope that our lives might actually have purpose too. Maybe God will call us to be agents of love, messengers of hope, light in a dark world. Don't dismiss the role of an angel dream. You might well leave here with something disrupted and a role to play. We're going to light the Christ candle soon. We're going to hold light in our hand. But when you leave here and put that candle in a basket, will you just forget about it until next year? Or go looking for ways to be light in a dark world? You have a role to play. Consider when we sing what the angel might be asking you to do with your light when you leave. Would you pray with me? O light of the world, come to us in this moment. Awaken us to your love and make us messengers of that love in a dark world. We pray on behalf of of the Christ child who lives within us. Amen. Thanks for joining us. If you live in the Atlanta area or visiting Atlanta, come and worship with us in person on Sundays at Second Ponstelian Baptist Church.